0: Thank you very much for finding the time. Yeah, we're absolutely. I'm happy we're doing this. We we've been meaning to do this for a couple mean, of weeks I, now. Yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. So. Well, for me it feels like forever because it's all new and everything. But <laughs> but I'm happy we finally we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, maybe we can start with uh, just a short background about yourself, so people would know who. Or actually, well, Coach Amanda. Is mm-hmm. that one way to say? It? Is that a good yeah? Answer? Yeah,
1: that's okay. totally fine. Mm-hmm.
0: How would you describe your background? Like the Main points of your career so far?
1: Um, well, I started training in 2009. I didn't have any previous martial arts experience. Um, I didn't do any like athletics in high school, so this is kind of, yeah. This is pretty much it. Um, I used to work around the corner at the tropical fish store, and I would just walk past this place all the time, and I thought they were doing karate. And then I (laughs) had no idea what what jujitsu was and um, decided to come in and took a class and... Yeah. I think um, pretty, pretty stubborn or like pretty competitive in the beginning. So I uh, really wanted to figure out like what happened to me. Right. I got submitted a bunch. Okay. Um, yeah, great absolutely. Great. It was before we had these nice foundation classes and mm. so it was just kind of like took a class and then jumped into rolling right away and I was like, I don't know what to do at all. So yeah, that kind of started my, uh, my interest um, for Jiu Jitsu.
0: What, what, what made you come in the first time? what what would you say was that
1: um i saw (laughs) no i mean the it was summertime so the roll-up door was always open and i would just kind of stand and and watch and um yeah i was just i was very interested um i was going to like 24-hour fitness for a while and kind of Um, like that regular person where it's like oh I need to like get in shape before I like go to a gym which is really silly um, once you actually think about it but um, yeah I don't know I just I fell in love with it I started doing some striking in the beginning um, when Coach Ramon was here um, and then I started uh, the jujitsu and then kind of put striking aside for a while and I just like really really fell in love with jujitsu and and the whole kind of uh, process of it
0: because that's I think well, you, you went. You you have made a very humble introduction <laughs> because I know there's a few more points that I, I'm interested to ask about. So first of all, and so this is the part where it's like if you're like, okay, this should not be on record. Tell me, but I heard you received your black belt in five years. Yeah. Is, that's fact.
1: Yeah, that's a fact.
0: How how is it? How does that? how how, how does that happen? Like because I heard some some stories of how that happened but i'm curious what's your version like how is it possible to like how did you meet it in five years what, um, what's, you know?
1: i don't know i i obviously wasn't up to me <laughs> like, i feel i feel like it was up to me but it wasn't
0: like a goal for you it's just like you were just like no. Just i remember it, it
1: was definitely like um I would <laughs> I would like bust into Matt's office probably like once a month and be like what am I doing wrong <laughs> like what's wrong <laughs> like uh-huh. how do I get better kind of thing okay. and um, I remember like being frustrated often because like I wanted to to like improve quickly and um, right. I didn't like making mistakes in the sense that like I wanted to like train all the time and, and be like perfect with everything and um, I competed a lot I still try to compete often this year's been a little uh, a little sour on the competition side but um, yeah I just uh, I don't know I, I trained all the time and I, I I just love it. Like I feel like if I was still like a purple belt or a brown belt, I would still be training as often as I am because, to me, it's it's not necessarily about the belt. I feel like a lot of people that's that's their only goal, or it's like once they reach blue belt, it's like all right, I'm good, yeah. I'm done, yeah. I got a blue belt, like you can come in ever so often. But um, I just yeah, I just absolutely love it. So,
0: did you go like ten times per week, or or were you just good at picking <laughs> things up, or what do you think was that?
1: Um. I don't know, maybe a combination of both. I was definitely here often. I mean, oh. I'm here <laughs> seven days a week, right. uh, still. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was training a yeah. lot, yeah, right. so.
0: And, and you've won multiple times first place in one of the world competitions, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh like that, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, That. What, 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 which one was it, which one?
1: Um. Uh, Nogi Worlds, I was uh, really close to winning to winning gold. I still feel like <laughs> like I won that match, but um, it is There's what it like is. It was
0: like a the Brazilian or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was. I, I oh, lost. Shoot. I lost on a decision. There's been a few decisions, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. Like you play by that rule set, and that's that's just can't can let the uh, the refs determine the outcome. Right. Um, but yeah, I am a master world champion. So, yeah.
0: Good thing, at least in my book. <laughs> <laughs> it's all
1: right. It's all right.
0: And you're also doing uh, MMA uh, competitions. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Right. I've
1: had uh, two MMA fights. Um, yeah, it was uh, a minute ago. So the last time I had a fight was in 2013. Um, I just. Yeah, I, I like striking, but I realized I wanted to focus a lot more on jiu-jitsu, so I kind of put that on the back burner, and then I also realized, like, how time-consuming it was as far as, and at the time, I was going to school and working full-time and then doing this, and so um, I eventually stopped working and stopped going to school to do this full-time, so I was like, none of that other stuff matters, like, this is what matters, and um, yeah.
0: And right now, it's... Because you were about to do a fight, but then a few entered, times, a few times, and like yeah. all of the girls backed out yeah. at, last, at the last moment, or just uh, like
1: so. The there was supposed to be a title fight in July that I took like on a week's notice that I was super super excited for, yeah. and then like a couple days before she apparently injured her knee. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, it is it is what it is, and then um, it's yeah, it's really really hard to to get fights um i had i was supposed to have one for december but then like a few days later uh the girl uh, said, no, pulled out you. so yeah said no thank you so
0: but does that does that lead you to considering pro uh the pro league or yeah of but i've, had, two, running out? <laughs> I've <only laughs> had
1: like two amateur fights i want to like dip my toes sure. back in for for a second and yeah, right. yeah, yeah it's so
0: difficult to find who's willing to do that yeah
1: but. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing uh, Nogi Worlds, mm. so that'll be um, December 14th and 15th, mm. so that's right around the corner.
0: Right. Where is it, just I'm curious, Out of curiosity? Uh,
1: it's in Anaheim, California. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's, I think that's a more fair background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some of the questions I'd like to ask then, bouncing from that, so first of all, um, your progression then in Jiu-Jitsu was very fast in that way, just by... And you, you've you been doing how many years Jiu-Jitsu when you won your first uh, world title? I mean, well, is that the way to say it? Uh,
1: well, first year at Black Belt, so I'm undefeated in the Northwest, which is pretty neat. And then I've had a, a bunch of other tournaments and whatnot, um, but as far as like... Uh, I've placed um, in Pan Ams, I've placed at Worlds. Um, every year at Black Belt, I've placed at uh, like Worlds or Nogi Worlds.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. So, what do you think...
1: Europeans.
0: Mm. So, what do you think gave you that ability to, to access those skills so, so quickly and, and, and to reach that level? What do you think is that secret sauce that you were able to tap into? Did you ever think about that, or was that just a natural thing for you?
1: Um, I think part of it was a natural thing, but I mean, I I definitely couldn't have done it without the gym, without my training partners and without my coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the time spent just kind of uh, discovering things on the mat. I feel like if you don't allow yourself to kind of like... uh, to risk a little bit in the gym and to mm. kind of put yourself out there it's going to be very difficult to progress right. um, and then understanding uh, I think the rule sets are important I mean there's been plenty of times where I've been pretty upset as to like a loss or something in a tournament especially like through IBCJF mm-hmm. um, but then you know it's like well you're signing up for this particular tournament and these are the, the possibilities or the things that can happen so um, but I I think the cool thing about our gym specifically is that we don't train necessarily for like those point tournaments like we're not Mm -hmm. worried about advantages necessarily Mm -hmm. or yeah Mm -hmm. things like that we're we're just training we're constantly having fun and then obviously in the gym there there aren't as many consequences because you get a next match or you get to roll with someone else Mm. Um, but i don't know i i love it and i feel like um win or lose in tournaments like always come away with something
0: Mm. Well that that part you mentioned about taking a risk. That sounds like a like it's a, a powerful concept. Could, could you say a few words about that? Like in in terms of encouraging others to try it out. Like what what is that? How does that work? Taking that risk is uh, in I guess it works. When, well could you say a few words about that?
1: Um for me specifically I, I like to compete but <laughs> it's it's still like very challenging for me like more more mentally than physically and i I feel like that's probably for most people it's like you know you you put in the time and you do all the training and the lifting or whatever it is and like you know all the the dieting and whatnot um but if your mental state isn't isn't there then it's going to be a really hard for someone to perform um efficiently in there but um being able to to take risks and try new things in the gym, I think, is really really important um, for me to feel comfortable competing in tournaments. And then taking that risk uh, to compete, knowing that like there's obviously a chance that, that you can lose, and and understanding that uh, that it's not the end of the world, and that my teammates and my coaches aren't going to think of me any differently. Which for a long time I was just like, well, shit, I can't lose, like a yeah. coach, <laughs> and then like everybody's like banking on me to win, kind of right. thing. But right. yeah. Now it's just like, well, I've lost so many times, it's like, it's just, like, eh, it's just it, was, it is what it is. So.
0: What I'm very enthusiastic to ask you about is a question I asked, I'm asking all the coaches here. The difference is, uh, the question is related about the difference between, uh, uh, let's see, a great practitioner and an amazing practitioner. Like like that there's in all realms there's let's say there's great boxers and there's legendary boxers. So there's there's so many people aiming for the first place, but only one person is able to do that. And I'm curious, what's what's your opinion? What do you think makes that difference between the person who is able to take the first place and all the other people who try to but potentially they never? achieve that, that 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 level or just in terms of just what makes the practitioner mm, have that extra edge from everyone else what's your opinion
1: that's question definitely a difficult question um, yeah I mean there's definitely I think most people strive to be to be legendary but um, I think it's a it's a few things. I think um, people that maybe are really successful in the beginning, um, they encounter like a loss or two, and then it's hard for them to recover from that and then they, they kind of never move past that. Um, and I feel like those legendary people, like they're they're always finding new ways to fall in love with the thing that you know they're pursuing whether it's swimming or tennis or boxing or jujitsu or whatever it is like they're they're finding new ways to to simplify it and to like make it theirs which i think is is really important um yeah i don't know like uh, again for me it's like i i absolutely i love jujitsu like i don't know if i'll ever win like an adult you know, world championship, but like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try every year. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it until like I can't physically do it anymore, or until I get so like old and decrepit that I have to do masters all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, and to me, that that's not like the the epitome of like being a legend, um, because I feel like there's there's so many other important aspects in it as well. Like um, in some cases, like I would rather be, like, a legendary coach um, and be able to, like, impact other people than to have, like, a bunch of titles. You're like, what am I going to do with those titles? There's a lot of um, world champions that can't teach that, like, yeah, maybe have an impact on a few students, but what what are they going to do, like, later on? So um, I feel like I've definitely probably have, have put in a little bit more time to, like, coach than I have on, like my competitive kind of skills but um at this point in like my career i had like a, a long talk with um coach john frankel about that and it's just i feel like that's like a little bit more important like i still again love competing um and i like to compete because it keeps me humble <laughs> um, yeah. but i also like the challenge as well so i don't know yeah
0: no, it's great, great. and what, what i'm picking up and i always had some exploring this subject and uh, it just, it's just, it's a fascinating subject to me and I do notice that what you said, the love aspect, just loving it, 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 it almost feels to me that every person who, who went further than others had that aspect, which is probably not something a person can just create, I mean not, not it's not something you can teach a person, maybe just give it the circumstances, but it's just, I find fascinating that, that and so you, you're basically putting my point, that. <laughs> All the best practitioners—they seem to just love it as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you love something, right, you're constantly wanting to improve that. You're wanting to to kind of like push it to the limit in a sense, and yeah.
0: So. And in terms of coaching, since, since you are passionate about coaching as well, what would be your advice to beginners who want to progress smoothly? What's like, what would you say are the dangers where they should be Making sure that they don't create that extra barrier, which is not necessary for them. So what what is that?
1: I think most people have a tendency Especially when they're new and maybe they're younger and more athletic They want to come in all the time and they end up burning themselves out or they come in so often and then they get Injured and then they have to take a bunch of time off and then it's really hard for some of those people to get back into the gym um, so I think pacing yourself is so very important, which I'm still learning how to do as well. <laughs> I mean, we had this conversation yes, earlier this week yes, where yes. Um, it's just like, I'm the type of person where if I don't come into a class or if I don't make a training, I feel very guilty, which is in some, it's, in some cases it's kind of silly. It's like, well, you need sleep, you need rest. Um, yeah, in order for your body to recover. Um, so definitely to those beginners, like. Enjoy it, you know? And again, it's that, that same love thing where it's like if if you're not enjoying your training, you're not loving it, then it's, you know.
0: Just, yeah. I guess the, the learning process suffers from that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh, don't, I think some people have a tendency uh, to feel like they should be better than they are. You know, maybe they're coming from like a particular career where they excelled at that, and so when they come into the gym, they're like, "Well, I should, you know, I should be at this level by now." And it's like, "Well, you know, this is a little bit different. Like, jujitsu is something that you have to learn. Some of your your natural instincts or or your natural movements are actually wrong." So, and uh, yeah, taking your time, enjoying it.
0: I have a feeling you're that this is your intuitive just like you know the answer which which intuitively came to you but it's funny because it almost sounds like you would talk to me like (laughs) because that's me i'm like uh over trading not pacing myself also expecting my more from myself than i should no i really appreciate you saying those points for
1: sure and i I I mean it's a it's similar to me too so like jujitsu for me makes sense but, like, uh, I'm still, like, learning how to be a good striker. And, I like, I my teammates know, my coaches know. <laughs> I can get, like, very frustrated because I'm just, like, this shit. Like, yeah. how do I move my lower well, half well, and then that. move my upper half and then mm-hmm. not get punched and then yeah. try to punch people? So, like, uh, the boxing aspect, like, I have to take, like, my own advice sometimes. Like, all right, right, I need to slow down. There's, like, certain things that I need to continue working and pace myself and, and make sure that my body isn't falling apart so that I can continue learning and training.
0: So, so, being a black belt in jiu jitsu doesn't give you a black belt in striking. It gives say. you a black belt in nothing else. <laughs> True, exactly. So, yeah,
1: unfortunately, okay. right.
0: <laughs> yeah. it would be, At least it would give a blue belt somewhere else. I know mm-hmm. oh, there's no belts, but anyway, but yeah. Uh, well, uh, so I think, so this is the last question which is on my mind. Okay. So, in terms of uh, women in jiu jitsu, uh, so I, I'm here for a few weeks and so I hear these stories and about people I'm learning about this and that person and uh, one of the people I talked to spoke about you being, and this is what I perceive as well, uh, a very good role model or kind of in this point of inspiration for women who come into the gym, especially also you're, you're doing the foundations class, so, so that's they're they're one of the entry points is, is through getting to know you so so how, how how do you how do you feel about that subject how do you feel uh, is it hard for women to come in uh, is it harder for women to come into Jiu Jitsu is it harder to start and, and what would be your advice to them so that whole subject
1: oh man it's like <laughs> a kind of like a can of worms question for me um, <laughs> I I feel like sometimes for maybe some of the women that I first initially meet, like maybe I can come off as like a little cold or like maybe not as approachable sometimes. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like uh, maybe how I view myself on occasion. But um, that question is like hard for me to answer because I feel like... um, that that never like mattered to me.
0: Right, you were never focusing on like, oh, this is a woman versus this is a man. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm- it
1: was just um, I got like my ass beat like so I'm gonna come back and then I'm gonna beat your ass kind of thing. <laughs> like, kind of, I don't know, I, I kind of grew up like um, like a tomboy like just <laughs> hanging out with my brothers and then we like, would like fight and we would yeah just like play right. in the dirt all the time. Right. Uh, so It's always very interesting to me to grasp sometimes that there are women that want to come into the gym that only want to roll with women. Because that, in some cases for me, does not seem realistic because obviously most of the time if if we're just thinking obviously self-defense and whatnot, like you're probably not going to get attacked by another woman It's gonna be most likely a a larger um, male. Uh, But with that being said, I I do think that um, The camaraderie that we have in the gym as far as like male and female um, and also all the LGBTQ people that come into the gym is is, uh, very very important I feel like we have like a really really good group of people in here that are super accepting and the training environment is so much better than it was.
0: When I first started it was <laughs> I heard that it was different apparently, surprisingly to me, but it's
1: very different. I mean even before like I had come into the gym, like I've heard like some even, really even more different. Even right? More different some like <laughs> some real gnarly stories. But um Sorry. yeah, there was only me and one other uh, very small woman that didn't last and I'm sure I was a spaz <laughs> as any white belt, like sure. was. That's the part of the um, process. But now we have like over 50 women in the gym and it's just, it's a really, really cool thing to experience and to be a part of and and to be able to coach these group of women that that, like love it. You know, like I don't care if anyone competes, um, but I do care about their training and and how they learn and how they feel in the gym. Like I, I never want anyone to feel uncomfortable or put out or like they can't train with another uh, dude because you know he's a dick or you know not a good training partner so I feel like we have a really really good group of people and I'm stoked I'm stoked on all the women and then I, I as cheesy as it sounds I'm sure like maybe some of the other coaches have said it too but like it it does like Jitsu change your life it's oh, sure. it's so crazy like I can't imagine like doing anything else with my time like, people ask like oh what are your hobbies outside of Jitsu and like I uh, hang out mean? with my dogs, yeah. like, I come back to the gym, right. that's pretty much it, right.
0: yeah. So. And uh, this is the very last point, in terms of the women, uh, is there any question that they would ask you that you, I, I guess they would ask you questions, like, like this coach, and is there any particular set of questions that would reoccur from various women, or is it just, just naturally nothing sticks, like there's no specific question which would keep coming up specifically for women? Did you know, or did you notice such a question?
1: I think most women are a little apprehensive with like obviously the physical contact. And um, it's interesting how many women um, have come in with previous like um, assaults and, yeah sexual violence and yeah and it's it's heartbreaking um and this i think in part is uh some really excellent like therapy um but it's also tough because it can kind of uh bring up some uh you know, some old memories and whatnot. But uh, the other beautiful thing is is that this is hopefully, like, a very safe kind of environment for those people where they can kind of work through that. And then obviously having, like, a, a great teammate or good, like, understanding partner that can kind of help them with that as well. I think is awesome so obviously the physical contact is always kind of brought up the sweat like being sweaty with uh, uh-huh. with someone else is always interesting like i don't think about those things right. i'm just like well it's just like, it sweat. It's, it's awesome just like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um but for, for beginners i feel like those things and then you know how to deal with a, a large opponent um but again I, I feel like we have something like so very very special like in SBG, in the Portland gym where, I don't know, I've heard like, and and still like consistently with other gyms, like not even necessarily like in the Portland area, but just with other women that I've talked to, like one, you know, they're not allowed to teach like co-ed classes because they're a woman which, like, still blows my mind. It's, like, like co-ed, like, male and female. Like, okay, if a, a woman yeah. is only able to teach, like, kids and other women, which is interesting. It's like, <laughs> like, as
0: a coach. like As a coach, yeah. A yeah,
1: so that's always, <laughs> yeah, that's always interesting to me. Yeah. And then um, just, you know, the guy is not being good training partners. Like, I always want, I want a good, hard mm. role, but there's yeah. a difference between, like, having, like, a good, hard role and then, like, a rough role, like someone exactly. just, like physically just trying to to be a jerk and kind of like dominate you and and i can understand like why a woman you know it takes a very specific type of like woman that's gonna like stick through that but most people aren't going to do that so i think that the training environment and the coaches it's like their responsibility to help kind of facilitate that and and make that happen so yeah we have something pretty awesome in SVG yeah,
0: so for sure oh, that's totally my experience I had high expectations it was surpassed my expectations which Excellent. is not easy Excellent. but yeah I can totally notice that i appreciate it
1: yeah listening to them being accessible uh, to the students is super important as well so yeah trying to see things from their perspective because right. again sometimes I'm just like What do you mean? You don't wanna like kinda sweat with this person and roll with this person, like what's wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thank you very much again.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh
0: thank you.